Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. For NPR Music, it's all songs considered. I'm Bob Boylan. I'm here with Robin Hilton. Hey, Bob. How you doing? I'm exhausted. It's just, uh, we've been putting together so many lists, and it's just I'm I'm just I've got list exhaustion. Great. So let's do another. Yes. <laughs> it's a beautiful let's do day. more. It's such a good day for uh, making a list. Let's do two. I don't know. No matter how hard we tried, NPR Music did a list of 50 albums. We did a list of a hundred songs. This is amongst people we work with in our office and uh, folks at our NPR Music stations, our extended family. Yeah. In considering everything, I went. Hey, they left that off. Yeah, but what about my favorite album? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but me. Is, well, of course, in all, the first comments you get from listeners are it's it's always yeah. like, how dare you not put <laughs> band X on this show? Right. This so, is not a list without. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we all had darlings that didn't make it. And on this week's All Songs Considered on this episode, we're going to share some of those glaring omissions. Uh, <laughs> right. the, the albums that if we had been given full latitude, we would have, would have played on the show. And these are things that surprisingly didn't even make it on All Songs Considered this year for as much as, we, yeah. as much as we love them. And people will still, at the end of this show, say, they still didn't play my song. Dear idiots. <laughs> so we're going to have a bunch of people from the NPR music team come on and tell us what their darling record was that didn't make it on the list and we start with Lindsay McKenna and Marissa LaRusso. Hey. Hi. Hi. Hey, how so how mad were you that your thing didn't get uh, on? Right? So much frustration. <laughs> my rights. I know my rights. <laughs> Doesn't anybody care about me? Yeah. We love to fight a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But I think that we we reach consensus and we just we still have our, our children that we love and that we we care for. And your child Lindsay is I am bringing on the record by Foxing called Near My God. Foxing is a group from St. Louis. This is their third record. It follows 2015's Dealer and 2014's The Albatross. For those of you that are familiar with Chris Walla, formerly of Death Cab, Death Cab for Cutie, that is, it was produced by him. I think the term that a lot of people might use in describing this band and this record is emo. Um, It's a little bit indebted to that American football, the world is a beautiful place and I'm no longer afraid to die sound. I think Me Without You is a really good reference point too. Oh, I love love Me Without You. Yeah, they had a great record out this year. They, in a record, said they kind of wanted to go all out. This is it. They went all out. This is Near My God, the title track. Excellent.
Should have been on the list, right? Should have been on the list. <laughs> and on all songs. I can't believe we didn't get Foxing on all songs this year until now. Lars wrote a couple of posts, right? So this Lars year. wrote up. Um, the band released this track in five different languages. So that's Spanish, French, German, Japanese, yeah. and English. He wrote it up for the site. So, you know, it didn't go unnoticed by NPR Music. We didn't right. not take notice of the ambition. I think on this Foxing record, there's a lot of resignation and longing, but there's also a lot of reflection and understanding. The lines on that song, I'd sell my soul to be America's pool boy or I'll be your dog. It's not exactly desperation, but it, there's defeat to it. Hmm. There's also adventure that Marissa and I, Marissa Luruzzo on NPR Music Team, who's going to be on the podcast in just a minute, I think. We went to see them live this year, and they take all the elements, the instrumentation. There are saxophones, trumpets, there are bagpipes on this record. No. And they bring it all, and it's it's honestly a miracle to see the way that they bring it to the live show. They walked out on stage to Enya's Only Time, and it put <laughs> us in this really reflective sort of like... We didn't know what to expect, and then they dove into this record, and this record is huge, but it also really does convey this sense of coming to your early, I'm in my mid to late 20s, and I think that they're around the same age, and just the level of understanding that you get to moving beyond what you once felt really approaching adulthood. So that's Nearer My God by Foxing, but now uh, Marissa, the face of God is here. (laughs) Marissa LaRusso, the face of God. You've always wanted that intro. Yep, that's me. <laughs> I'm comfortable with that. So you have Camp Cope. Yes, Camp Cope, um, The Face of God, is from their record, How to Socialize and Make Friends, which I thought was just going to be a self-help book I could use, but it turned out to not be that. I first started listening to Camp Cope a couple years ago when they just had a couple things on Bandcamp, and I liked them enough. They had this kind of like scrappy, kind of emo, kind of punk rock sound. And then in November of last year of 2017, they put out a song called The Opener, And it totally rips. So much of the song is taken directly from things that ex-boyfriends and folks in the music industry and other bands told them about why they, as a band of three women making rock music, were never going to make it. And it's just so defiant and so powerful. And I thought, oh my God, the record that this band puts out is going to be totally amazing. My hopes were super high. And then the record came out this year in 2018, and it's incredible. I totally love it. How to Socialize and Make Friends. The song that I would like to play for you is called, indeed, The Face of God.
Marissa, I remember them, uh, Camp Co. performing this at the Tiny Desk. It was a beautiful Tiny Desk. I think what I like so much about The Face of God and a lot of Camp Cope's music is that Georgia McDonald, their singer, she has this way of kind of being so deep in her own head and also trying really hard to be in the head of everyone around her. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, that causes her pain and that's where the song comes from. But I was a little bit nervous when How to Socialize and Make Friends came out that it would be just like nine tracks of all of the terrible things that men say to women because that was what the opener was, which would be kind of hard to listen to. And instead, the lyrics really kind of take this personal look at relationships and and sexual violence and um, death and family relationships, but really through this like very personal and very introspective lens. And I think the band also musically really locked in to their sound on this record. It's kind of deceptively simple and kind of casual sounding, but it gives a perfect base for Georgia Mac's beautiful, powerful voice. And it should have been on the list. And it should have been <laughs> on the list. Are you going to do this after every song, everybody? everybody you got plays. a problem with that? Yeah. <laughs> There's a great arc to this song, too, because she leaves at the beginning. She leaves so defiantly and so strong. And then right around the midpoint, she starts to question. Well, the person she left has her questioning whether or not she did the right thing. And now she's full of doubt. And mm-hmm. and we were talking, Marissa, while the song was playing. I was like, "That's it's gaslighting. And uh, Yeah, absolutely. It's a story, I think, that a, a lot of women know really well. And I think gaslighting as a concept really became a thing that we talked about as a culture in 2018 a lot. So this song is a pretty powerful soundtrack for that. Thanks, Marissa and Lindsay. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I have a pick. You have a pick. We got Tom Heisinger is going to come in. He'll have something. Rodney, maybe. Who knows? Right. But you want to go? Yeah, I, I'll go ahead and do this one. This is one when I was putting together my personal top 10. You were enraged. <laughs> I was enraged. <laughs> no, I, I actually, it had slipped my, my mind briefly this year and I and, and then came back to me. And then I thought, wow, I can't believe we didn't talk more about this record. And it's the Sun Lux record, Brighter Wounds, that came out oh, in yeah. February. And I think that happens a lot. You know, records that drop right in January or February uh, sometimes get lost over the course of a year when so much great music is coming out. But we actually never even did it on the show. Uh, and I think it was a timing issue. I had just played something from a score that Ryan Lott did, a film score that he'd done. And then he announced this record and um, and the timing just wasn't right to get it on. But uh, it's a pretty heavy album. It's Ryan Lott, the singer and songwriter, he, he came up with a bunch of these songs while trying to come to terms with what he saw and sees as a real crisis in this country and in this world, which is the instability of global politics and the environment and just all the anger and and discord and bitterness uh, that we've been seeing. And it's also a very personal record for him. And the song I want to play from the album is called Aquatic. I think when you hear it, it's pretty obvious why it's such a moving and powerful song. I'll talk a little bit more about it when we come back. Thank you. 
time to quit the race To carry nothing forward For we owe it to ourselves To bury yesterday Leave it quaking in the earth If we don't know what we're speaking That was a perfect choice. Thank you. Yeah, it is pretty powerful. It came up randomly and blindsided me not long after my father had died. Mm. I heard this song, and it just destroyed me. And I asked Ryan Lott how he came to write it, and he said that he actually wrote this song after the birth of his first child, his son, after his son was born, uh, which coincided with the death of a close friend. 
And so Ryan was, you know, he watched his son enter the world at the same time this close friend had left the world. And he got to thinking about how his child, you know, when someone's born, you kind of come from this aquatic world. And when you leave, you are dust. Mm. And uh, it's a very, you know, maybe when you think about it, obvious, I guess. But, you know, the, the way he puts it in this song is just devastating to me and beautiful and just a wonderful, wonderful record from him. Brighter Wounds. I can't believe we didn't play this one on the show, and it's not on the list. It's not on the <laughs> top 50 uh, albums or 100 songs list. I'll put this Sunlex record on my uh, my personal list. When we come back, because Ryan Lott is a brilliant manipulator of sound, Yeah, uh, I have another record that does that too. Oh. Let's take a break, though. Okay. And you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message come from Squarespace. If you're ready to start your new business, get your unique domain and create a beautiful website with help from Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support. Head to squarespace.com songs for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code songs to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Think it. Dream it. Make it with Squarespace. Support also comes from Isotope, makers of Spire Studio, the simple all-in-one recording system that lets musicians record, mix, and share songs in professional quality wherever and whenever inspiration strikes. Spire Studio wirelessly connects to the Spire app, so ditch the cables to collaborate and share with bandmates and fans around town or around the world. Learn more at spire.live. I'm Bob Boylan with NPR Music, and Robin Hilton's here, and we're mad as hell because our things didn't get on a list. How dare you? This music's important to me. <laughs> well, we're, 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 we're playing all the glaring omissions, the, the songs that didn't make it, and albums that didn't make it on the top 50 albums, top 100 songs that the NPR Music team put together and put out. Uh, we all had darlings that didn't make it, and we're, we're playing some of those on this week's show. And to be fair... A lot of our things did make it, but you can't right, get everything. Right, so, right. but there was one record that actually just one more thing mm-hmm. that I didn't uh, get get I didn't put on all songs considered, but I did do a first listen with, and that's the group, the Low Anthem. The record's called The Salt Doll Went to Measure the Depth of the Sea. Of course it is. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I'd never heard a record quite like this record, and that's when I really fall for something. And that's why I'm passionate about this, and that's why it should have been on a list. <laughs> it's not on the list. <laughs> but back in 2016, the Low Anthem were touring. And they were about to come to D.C., and the show got canceled. And I got a note mm. that the band had been in a, a, a terrible accident. Oh, no. And... Uh, and uh, Ben Knox Miller later wrote to me, tell me that when he woke up, you know, when he came out of it, that he saw his van wrapped around a pole, basically, while they were on their trip Mm. down to D.C. They got a truck, put whatever was remains of all their gear. They headed back to Providence. I mean, it sounds like they're lucky to be alive. Exactly. I mean, it was one of those uh, moments. So Ben Knox Miller went back to Providence, and when he got back, he was reading this biography of John Cage, and in it, uh, there was a story of the salt doll fable, which is basically, it's a doll made out of salt that wants to learn more about the ocean and it puts its little toe in. And of course, it starts to change and mm-hmm. dissolve. And the more it learns about the ocean, the more it becomes part of the part ocean, of the ocean wow, and, yeah. and changes. And so he wrote in the next 16 days, wrote this story of this salt doll and, and it's just this beautiful, beautiful record. And because their gear was all busted and stuff, he made up sounds that, like the inner grooves of a record 
would be the beat of the songs. And it was a very spare and really unusual piece of music. And I just love it so much. I want to play for you from that Salt Doll record. I'm going to play a song called Bone of Sailor, Bone of Bird. Dust was only flakes of skin. So what you have to do now is go and listen to the rest of the record. The next song, uh, River Brian, is really beautiful. This is the low anthem, a very special record. And, and one, because of its quietness, I think got overlooked. Yeah. While we're waiting for Tom Heisinger to, to come in the door, when we first, when I first met uh, the low anthem, there were a, a couple of uh, folks, because they lived in Providence, who got into the Newport Folk Festival by being volunteers and picking up trash. And the next year they performed they on stage and the year great. after they were on the big And they were still stage. picking up the trash, yeah. <laughs> what floor? <laughs> Three? Certainly. Ding. It's elevator music. I just did it, really it for elevator music. 
It'll be partly cloudy this evening, a low right around 33 degrees. You're going to need your winter coats out if you're uh, going out this evening. Don't leave your feeder festival at home. What? I beg your pardon. Feeder (laughs) festival at home? I beg your pardon. This is a family show. I know. We we put on a little elevator music here while we're waiting for you you to come into the... uh, All right, he's here. All right, okay. All right. Stop this now. Second floor, Tom Heisinger, (laughs) classical music. Ding! Thank you. Welcome, well, Tom. So we're all Thank enraged you. that things we were passionate about didn't make it on, on our, our big list. And in fact, probably no, none of the lists I've seen are out there. So what do you got? There's too much. Yeah. This is a classic I love my job moment because we have so much music that comes in. And this is like random CD comes across my desk. Never heard of this band. Pop it in the player and boing. Yay. Like totally blown away about how these guys are just nailing the material. So the band is called... Forma Antiqua, and it's made up of three Spanish brothers. Their last name is Zapico, and it's uh, Aaron, Daniel, and Pablo, and they play harpsichord, lute, and baroque guitar. They've got a percussionist on this record who's really great. And the album is primarily Spanish dance tunes from the 17th and 18th century. So what we're going to hear is that first track that just kind of blew me away, and it's called Canarios by Gaspar Sanz who is an old Spanish composer, guitarist, and priest born around 1640. We're not really sure. The main thing about to remember about him is that he was a really great guitarist, and he wrote the main guitar treatise of his time, like this whole huge thing about how to play the Spanish Baroque guitar. So the Canario is a dance from the Canary Islands. So if you know your geography, those are a set of islands off the west coast of Africa. And it, the dance was probably introduced to Spain sometime in the 1500s we don't know exactly when so this tune i think really kicks butt as they say and what i what i really like about it but as they say in 17th century spain um i think the percussive opening is a really nice touch because for the first 10 seconds you actually really don't know What's coming next? It could be like some Afro-Cuban jazz tune or whatever. And then the Baroque guitar kicks in and, you know, you're smack dab in the middle of 18th century Spain. And then one other thing to listen for is like the energy is already like super high. And then halfway through and the harpsichord just crashes in, they just ratchet it up a notch. I'd never think of a harpsichord crashing. I, I know. In, I can't, I can't wait to, to hear it. this. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this must just, this just must be explosive. No, no, you're going to be really yeah. disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here it is. It's called... We're playing this on the, by the way, the anniversary of the breakup of Led Zeppelin. So that's the expectation here. Are we really? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Well, this is rock and roll from Spain, 18th century. Thank you. 
I love that that kind of ending has been around for five centuries plus. I know you hear it. You hear it in rock and roll. You hear it in, um, especially in Mexican ranchero music. Da, 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 dun, dun, this last thing. So it's. I, I loved watching Tom air guitar and do a windmill like uh, Pete Townsend <laughs> to that to that loop playing. I mean, you... these guys. They're called Forma Antiqua. They have really got it going on. An amazing amount of energy and virtuosic playing there. And it just, that just, the whole record just crackles and sparkles like that. It's, it's marvelous. And the harpsichord did crash. It did. It I'll, did. I'll give we, you that. Could we, we get a harpsichord behind the tiny desk, I wonder? We, we have did. had oh, one. Oh, that's true. We have. We have yeah. had a tiny. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go, Tom. You've got your marching orders now. Well, like they say in American Bandstand, it has a nice melody and you can dance to yes. it. Yes. Right. <laughs> you win. Felix Contreras yeah, we need of to go to Alt Latino is next. It's been so long. Hey, man. What's up, guys? Doing? Had you on New Music Friday a handful of times and yep. always loved what you brought to oh, the thanks, table. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. So, good music this year. Your number one was? On the show, all four of us, uh, the Alt Latino contributors, we all decided on Rosalia, which is a, a singer from Spain. Yeah, we put we put her on our yeah. year-end roundup. Yep. That's right. So Indeed. she was, and she's been New York Times, uh, a bunch of other places. That's awesome. Yeah. And then we're picking things that didn't make those lists, and our you know. glaring omissions, <laughs> you could call them. Well, you know, there's there's so much. Yeah. Like, how are you going to get to all that, man? You know. Someone said that. Records are coming out basically one a minute. Really? Yeah. Did you hear? Did you hear that as an actual stat, or is someone just like no, speculating? Well, that's a total speculation. But it certainly when feels I think, like when it. I think about it, and I think about my inbox, that's it. Yeah, that's right. I don't mean necessarily an album, but right. I'm getting a song every Something, minute during yeah. the day. Yeah. 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 Are we in agreement then? We've we have enough music. We can all stop. Everyone, <laughs> just no more music. Was 2018 the last year? For All right, we'll give Felix the last one. <laughs> All right, yeah, <laughs> no. Felix. Yeah. Right. The, the, the one great thing that, that is, in your mind, a glaring omission from the top 50 albums, top 100 songs, what would it be? It's going to be Electric Sunset by this guy named Twanguero. Twanguero. That sounds like Dwayne Eddy. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it, Twang. Well, right, because you can't see the word, but Twang, T-W-A-N-G. As soon as I saw that, I thought of Dwayne Eddy. And yeah. So I'm right. Yeah, absolutely oh, okay. right. He's a guy, he's from He's from Spain. He's from the south of Spain. He's in Valencia. Let me give you a real quick thumbnail. At age six, he started uh, studying guitar with a guy who studied with Andres Segovia, who's like the yeah. big oh, guitar yeah. player, right? So deep classical, deep flamenco roots. At age 13, he started his first rock band. Okay, and much to the chagrin of his <laughs> yeah, classical yeah, guitar sure. teacher, I bet, right? At nineteen, he forms a band that plays Western swing and ragtime. Wow. Okay, and eventually he moved to New York and he refined his eclectic style. He plays tango, he plays classical, he plays flamenco, and this really cool retro fifties style Dwayne Eddy influenced twang guitar thing. The new record is one of those things that you know it was out there. I think we played a track on on our on alt Latino. But it's just, I just keep coming back to this record, listening to the car. It's just a great, great uh, example of all this eclectic influence, and it all comes out in something that we all from, uh, we're all familiar with. It. Yeah, this is the title cut, Electric Sunset.
there's there's sort of a little of everything going on there. Tons of stuff. Including there. a nod, I think, to his classical guitar teacher. Right in the middle. <laughs> in right? the middle there. Yeah. Right? It's sort of a clip-clop western strut there at the end, too. Yeah. Definitely. And the artist is Twang. Ghetto. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Glad. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, Felix. Yeah, absolutely. Should we do two more uh, two more songs and call it a show? Two more sounds perfect. Yeah. But who? It could only be Rodney Carmichael and Sidney Madden. Hey, guys. Hey. What up? What's going on? Were you as furious as I was that your song didn't get on the list? I mean, <laughs> let's talk about that. Well, you know what? I actually didn't propose this song for the list, which is a whole nother story that is probably Ooh. too long to go into. Mm. Mm, look at you, Rodney. <laughs> you and I are going to have to have a you, talk. You held that one. You need to You need to have yeah. some sense of outrage. Well, who's got the... You've got outrage. I was a little bit so irate, I want to be honest, because I'm a big fan of R&B. I'm a big fan of UK R&B right now, and I think that there's a lot of people over there doing great things. And I voted for this song, um, Fine Line, by Mabel. She's a young UK R&B singer. And... I don't know. I feel like it didn't even get the proper consideration. I wasn't. That's I why had, we're here. I had yeah. to pick my battles in the year-end meetings, and you know, I had to let it go. But I'm glad I get to talk about it now. Should we hear it, and then you tell us a little bit more about it when we come back? Yeah. We came in.
Mabel McVeigh. That was Fine Line. She dropped that uh, January 2018, and I think it was one of those slow burners that really hit over where she's from. And she's based in London now, so it kind of hit where she was from, and it was a sleeper hit over here. And as you can hear, it really lends itself to, you know, the era that we're in, the streaming and playlists. But the tone of her voice is something that makes you want to stop the playlist. So you click a workout playlist or you're trying to cook and, you know, have music in the background. That's something that makes you stop and be like, wait, who is this? I need to look <laughs> up. I need to look into her more. I like the momentum of it. It's not. It didn't have that sort of super smooth, steamy sound, yeah. you know? It, yeah, the it switches. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. yeah. This ties into the song before was a, an artist who was from Spain. She was born in Spain. Yes. And uh, grew up in, in Sweden. Yes. Her mom was an artist that many of us know. Exactly. She came from, she comes from a very musical family. And she's only 22, and you can hear how, like, the fruits of her parents' labor are already blossoming right now. Yes, she's the daughter of Swedish singer Nene Cherry, and her father is Cameron McVeigh, who is a producer and, I think, one-time manager for Massive Attack. And if I'm not mistaken, her stepfather was Don Cherry, the yes. great trumpeter. Jazz trumpeter. And going back to the song real quick, Robin, you were talking about how the beat switches. And that beat, it really lends itself to the current pop culture trope of sampling dancehall or Afro beat into a pop song to infuse it with that extra, you know, oomph, that extra, you know, foot pounding beat. And the rapper that is featured on there, his name is Notes. He he mixes a lot of Afro beat into his rhyme. So it was a nice pairing. Indicative of the album or, or just that particular song? I think it is very indicative of the album. Mabel is one of those artists, as I said, who shows up on a lot of, let's say, a Spotify playlist, but is someone who makes you want to dig deeper. And her album, there's a lot of levels to it. For anyone who wants to look into her more, I would say Fine Line is very indicative of her talent. But on the flip side, there's a nice piano ballad she has out called Ivy, and it shows her vocal range so much more. Nana Cherry had an album out this year, too earlier this year on the family yeah (laughs) ronnie what do you got outrage tell me you got (laughs) outrage i got i got outrage (laughs) i definitely got outrage i got so so you asked me was this a song that i wanted on the list no but it's definitely an artist that i wanted on the list that didn't quite make it on the list but this is juice world so juice world is if he's a new artist for you you might have heard him earlier this year he put out a really big single to preview his album called Lucid Dreams. And, you know, this was a huge song. It hit number six on the Billboard 100. It sampled Sting, Shape of My Heart. Super catchy song, just signifying of of this state of depression and emo that rap is currently experiencing. But I chose a different song. (laughs) (laughs) Switcheroo. I chose a song called Lean With Me because... I really feel like it represents his album better. He's one of these artists. He's from Chicago. He just turned 20 years old, so he's basically made this album as a teenager. This is his debut album. And in a lot of ways, it's indicative of this era that we're in where you have really super melodic rappers whose delivery isn't really rap as much as this, like, sing-songy, auto-tune delivery. You know, artists like Lil Uzi Vert, who is actually on this album on one song with him. Goodbye and Good Riddance is a breakup album full of all the wrong coping mechanisms. It's it's super emo, and in a lot of ways it's really a reflection of how he grew up because he grew up, his mom would not let him listen to rap music, right? But she would let him play video games, and so through video games like Guitar Hero, he found emo rock groups like Blink-182 and Fall Out Boy. Mm. And, you know, you hear this this sing-songy content, this emo rock 
meets hip hop content where it's super depressing, it's super drugged out, and in a lot of songs it's really borderline suicidal material. I think in a lot of ways when you look back on 2018 and you think about where we are, because for me this year wasn't so much about music that I loved as much as it was about music that I found myself totally haunted by. And in a lot of ways, this kid, you know, this teenager from Chicago dealing with all the pressures that come along with growing up in Chicago, but on top of that, finding this super emo means of expressing it based on the kind of music that he grew up with. It's just, it introduces me to a world that I might not be experiencing in my own life, but it helps explain so much of the state of music to me. You know, so much of, of hip-hop and, you know, think about it. I mean, we lost two major rappers this year to addiction. And I was listening to the words of the song, and I don't know this kid. I'd be worried about him if I was a mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the state with a lot of a lot of artists nowadays. You know, I think you listen to a lot of artists nowadays, especially in hip-hop. Like, hip-hop has always been this genre that's done a really good job of diagnosing America's ills. And I think nothing in 2018 is iller than the problem of addiction and how it's touching just every every rung of society. That's what I hear when I listen to when I listen to Juice World and when I listen to this song in particular. So let's go out on Juice World. Yeah, yeah. Thank you all. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Do you feel better? Yes. <laughs> See? Fanbear music. Robin, you feel better? Uh, I've still got some others I think that maybe I need to oh, get out, but that's all right. We can, we can have a private yeah. uh, show. Look, you know what? Let's take that offline. Okay. Fanbear music. It's all songs considered. Drugs got me sweating, but the room getting colder. Looking at the devil and the angel on my shoulder. Will I die tonight? Oh no, is it over? Looking for my next high, I'm looking for closure. Laying with me, pot with me, get high with me if you rock with me. Smoke with me, drink with me, fucked up liver with some bad kidneys. Laying with me, pot with me, get high with me if you rock with me. Smoke with me, drink with me, fucked up liver with some bad kidneys. Told her if I die, I'ma die young. Every day I've been getting fucked up. Finally know the difference between love and drugs. Shorty tell me I should really sober up. This shit ain't fiction, it's too real, too real. Fuck one dose, I need two pills, two pills. I'm looking for trouble, so I know I'm gonna find it. Ring, ring, plug, hit my phone, perfect time, man. I know I'm not right, but I'm not wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Smoke with me, drink with me, fucked up liver with some bad kidneys. Laying with me, pop with me, get high with me if you rock with me. Smoke with me, drink with me, fucked up liver with some bad kidneys. Eyes red, no visine, crash the Mustang, no saline. Yeah, I love peace, yeah, I love lean. I laugh when they ask if my piss clean. Smoke with me, pop with me. Gucci start coming shop with me. If I overdose, bear you gon' drop with me. I don't even wanna think about it right now. Let's get too high, reach a new high. Take the shrooms and the pills at the same time. Went to Hollywood, thrills from the street life. Took too many drugs, now I don't feel right. Lane with me, pop with me, get 
high with me if you rock with me Smoke with me, drink with me Fucked up liver with some bad kidneys Lean with me, pop with me Get high with me if you rock with me Smoke with me, drink with me Fucked up liver with some bad kidneys Support for this podcast and the following message come from the NPR Wine Club, where every bottle tells a story and NPR shows become wines, like Weekend Edition Cabernet Sauvignon. Available to adults 21 years or older. Learn more at nprwineclub.org.